Welcome to Let's Talk Speak On It. I'm your host, Tamika Cozy. Thank you all for tuning in and joining us today. Giving back to the community is extremely important. There are several individuals that ensure that there are youth programs within the community. Growing up, I was able to participate in Introspect. So Introspect was an organization that took juniors and seniors that were in high school on different college trips. And that experience was very important to me. They were located on the west side of Chicago on about Cicero Avenue. So today, what we are going to do, we're going to speak with Nuni. She's an actor, she's a writer, and she's also the program coordinator for my block, my hood, my city. So please help us welcome Nuni to Let's Talk, Speak On It. Hey, how are you doing today? I am good. I'm doing pretty good today. It's a Sunday, so, you know. Awesome. So thanks for joining us on a Sunday. Can you tell our listeners a little background about yourself? Um, okay, yes, yeah, sure. So I am um, a neo-soul hip-hop artist. Um, I also am an activist in the community. I like to call myself an activist. Um, so not only uh, do I do music and different things in the community, I also um, do a lot of groundwork in the community. I feel like it's important in the community. I feel like it's important um, just to do all that we can to, you know, bridge the gap between our elders and our youth and us and our elders and elders and everybody. So I think it's important for us to just uh, create those resources and be the change that we want to see in our community. Yes. And now you mentioned groundwork. Can you provide a few examples of what you mean by that? Um, I just feel like like going out and actually doing the work. I feel like a lot of us like to be um, social media activists, which is okay, right? That's necessary. We need the word to get out, but we actually also need the work to be done, right? So groundwork, I mean, like um, going out and feeding the homeless, going out and helping the elders, going out and um, just if you see a need going out and actually doing that and not just sitting back and waiting on somebody else to come do it or complaining because somebody else isn't doing it. Yes. And so that's very important because we need boots on the ground within our own communities. For sure, we do. And so I know you mentioned a lot of the work that you're doing with the elderly, but you also lead a lot of uh, youth programs, too. And then you're advocating within a community in other ways. Also, what continues to drive you to do all of this? Um, the need. I feel like the need. I see it. If I see a need, um, I instantly jump into action. Uh, I'm, uh, I like to call myself I'm a problem solver. Um, so once I see a need and I see something that, that and I'm able to provide that service or I'm able to find someone to provide that service, then I instantly want to help. Right. I want to help. I want to see the world a better place, especially within my community. Like I want my people to be well. I want my people to be OK. I want to see the joy in my people. So I really want to make sure I can do anything that I can to make sure that that is being done and things is getting done and everything is uh, just productive and growing constantly. 
Okay, awesome. That is amazing. I know also in <laughs> 2022, I believe you had the opportunity to travel to Cape Town, South Africa. Yes, I did. Can you share that experience with our listeners? Yes, I did. So I went to Cape Town. It was so amazing. Um, I was able to meet some really dope people. Um, I do have a friend who lives in Cape Town. He's a youth activist, community activist as well. His name is Dumisani. Um, he's amazing. Like he started a, a basketball program for youth in South Africa, Cape Town, uh, Kailista. Uh, and Can you say that, that name again? So it's Kailista. Kailista. Okay. So it's even hard for me to pronounce. I know if I'm saying it wrong, please, please forgive me. Charges to my head and my heart. Um, and so he's just so he's super amazing. He's doing um, great things with the youth in the hood. So Kalisha is like a neighborhood that would be considered a hood, you know, to our standards. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so he goes out and he um, recruits different kids and, you know, he teaches them basketball. I um, mean, he has a basketball team and, you know, not only does he teach and instill basketball, but also just community values and teamwork and coming together as a people and as a community. So he's really dope. I got a chance to um, visit with him. Um, I actually got a chance to stay in Kalisha. So I, my thing is when I travel, I don't want to be on tourist time, right? Yeah. I want to go to where the real people at. I want to have the real conversations. I want to experience just real. So mm -hmm. I was able to like stay in a bed and breakfast in Kalisha with this family. Um, and it was the mother and her grandkids and her daughter, and they all run the bed and breakfast together. So I was able to like stay with them and just talk to them about just everyday things and real things that goes on in their community and real things that goes on. The similarities just in being Black people, first off, but there also yeah. are differences, you know, the difference in um, being Black here in America and being Black there in Cape Town. Um, and then I also got to do a, a leadership workshop with some youth who I met, um, which was, that was super amazing. It was just cool to just see the similarities between the youth in, in Cape Town and the youth here. And, you know, just they got Can to, you uh, describe some of those similarities that you were able to see? Um, they just being teenagers, you know, um, them, you know, teaching me the new dances. They was, you know, letting me listen to the new songs. They was taking me to like the corner store in their neighborhood to like get the new snacks and the different kind of snacks that they eat. Um, and I'm just like, you know, just the the similarities in just them being teenagers, talking about their crush, who they got a crush <laughs> on, and you know why they got a crush on that person. Um, them talking to me about uh, America and like their perspective of America. Um, I guess it's, it's similar to, I feel like everybody's perspective of America, even us who live here, we have this perspective of America and what is projected to be. So uh, just having that conversation with them, it was just so fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> what would you say was the biggest thing that you were able to bring back with you from that experience? Um, I feel like a lot of us, uh, Americans, especially Black Americans, we romanticize Africa. Um, mm -hmm. We look at it as the motherland, and it is the motherland, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. However, we romanticize it to be this 
um, this great paradise, which it is, but there also is also oppression there as well. It's just for as much good is as much bad, but it's also as much bad as much good, right? So you have the hoods and you do have the poor neighborhoods and you do see that, but then you also see the greatness. Like you also see success there. You also see um, beauty there. Like, so I feel like it's the, just the concept of what I thought Africa to be, like from me romanticizing it as well as from what I see on TV to like actually the reality of this being a real place and with real people and they go through real things. And I feel like just that, that facade of what I projected onto it to like what it actually was. Okay. Awesome. That sounds like a really good experience though. It was, I recommend all black Americans go to Africa. Like Whatever country you choose, just go. I definitely recommend it um, just to have that experience. And then, and the, I know you mentioned also that you had the opportunity to go to like their stores and different things, their corner stores. How mm -hmm. was that experience different for you than coming back home and going to your own corner store? Um, I feel like it was, so the major difference that I noticed is a lot of their like small like corner stores in like in the um in the actual so it was black people owned it right i know a lot of our corner stores some of them used to be you know or you do have a few that's still black owned but a lot of them we have like people outside our community coming yes, in who come but, in and buy up mm -hmm. yes but then i also realized their beauty supply stores in africa is the same way like they're mostly like asian owned beauty supply stores in africa as well which i felt was like i kind of i was like oh okay so like it's the same thing they sell that we would buy at our beauty supply stores like the earrings and the you know like if we go to a beauty supply store here it's the same thing they got over there and it's also Asian owned. Okay. So that was like an observation that I had real quick. Like, oh, okay. So I know you uh, work with my block, my hood, my city. You are a program coordinator, correct? Yes. Okay. And you lead the senior services. Can you tell yes. us a little bit more about that? Yes. So um, I'm a senior service uh, coordinator uh, for my Black Mind of My City. I also do the Explorers program, which is the youth program. Um, but my main uh, focus, I don't know, I can't say main focus because I, I kind of buy my time equally because I, okay. I care about both equally. Um, but yeah, so with senior services, uh, we uh, provide resources to seniors in our community. Um, we currently do uh, food drop-offs every Thursday. Um, for top box where we get boxes of fresh produce um, as well as uh, some protein uh, and some uh, pasta, I believe. And then we drop it off to um, different uh, elders in our community who need that. Um, I this So this program is recently, uh, I just took over recently and okay. I'm looking to start different programs as well. So I've been going out to uh, different senior uh, centers or like just reaching out to different seniors to talk to them about what they may need, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a senior, so I can't, I don't want to just project to like, oh, this is what I think they need. I want to actually talk to the elders and like have those conversations with them so we can figure out what they need and 
so we can target that need and provide them with the things they actually need and not just give them what we think they should need yes. or what, they, what we think they want. Yeah, so that's very important. Yes. So I've been doing that now. And these these elders, honey, I love them so much because they is not sugarcoat nothing. They're going <laughs> to tell you how it is. They're going to tell you what it is. You know, so I love working with the elders so, so, so much. But I feel the same way with the youth. They're the same. Like, they're going to tell you what it is. They're going to tell you what it ain't. You know, so it's um it's 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 still we're still um creating programming for it but we also have a lot of things on the ground running like um this coming week up uh, is older american resource fair okay uh, we're doing that at the uh chatham senior service satellite satellite center so they have these satellite centers for like the elders who um, still want to stay home, but they still want the community and the camaraderie of like if they were actually staying at a senior senior home, so they can come and then they have activities and do different things in the satellite center, but they are still able to like go home at the end of the day. So I've been really working with one in Chatham. We're doing the, uh, the fair, and then after that, we're doing uh, we partner with the CD. EL, so that's Centers for Disability and Elder Law, um, and they're going to come and do presentations with the, uh, some of the elders to help them, like, set up end-of-life plans or, like, you know, getting out of debt plans, just different things that they may need help with on uh, the legal level. So okay. that's just a few things that um, I currently have up and running. And then, like I said, I'm also open to ideas and speaking with the elders on way other programming that we can just come up with or uh, just resources they may need. Okay. And you mentioned that you also work with the youth also. Can you give us a little details about what you do with that? Yes. Yeah, so with the youth, um, I work with the Explorers program for my Black, My Hood, My City. And what that is, is we take youth from uh, different neighborhoods, different hoods around Chicago, and we ex- expose them to things that they normally wouldn't um, have access to. Like we'll take them to like the 360 Chicago, which is at the top of the John Hancock building. It's like a little tilt that you can get on and you can look over. Terrifying. First time I did it, it was terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) The second time I actually stayed on the whole time. The first time I was not trying to stay on at all. Um, We take them to uh, different accounting firms and marketing firms downtown. Um, Let them meet the people. Let them see that anything is possible for them. So that's what I do with the uh, the youth. And I love it. Like, I love talking to the youth, just mentoring them, you know, kind of uh, helping them and seeing where they at in life and, you know, ways that they can help uh, uh, or receive help and just plan out things. And I, I like, I like working with the youth and I feel like they so, it's so similar Mm-hmm. And they don't realize how similar they really are, like the seniors and, and the youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and they both need us. You know, they both need us to help and yeah. to be that gap builder. So how can a community assist you and also assist my block, my hood, and my city with the programs that you all are doing? Um, so we're always looking for volunteers. We are always looking for volunteers. Um, I'm currently um, leading the initiative for uh, Juneteenth. So we're doing a Juneteenth celebration uh, in Bronzeville. 
Uh, we're looking for volunteers for that. If you go to our website, which is for my block, um, you're able to pick a time. You can set up. You can help us come and set up, help us run some tables, help us um, break down everything. Um, also, for senior services, every Thursday we deliver food boxes. We're always looking for volunteers to come and help us with that. Um, if you want to come and read to some elders, if you want to come and whatever you have that you want to give back to the community, we're always looking for people to volunteer. If it's not an opportunity that we already have up that you, you're interested in doing, you can always reach out directly to me, reach out to you know, our team and let us know like what is it something that you can provide that you're interested in giving. And we're always open to ideas like because at the end of the day, we really want to help our community, we really want to help Chicago and help everybody in Chicago become better. We help people no matter what. So we always open to take any ideas or just any form of volunteer work. And now in regards to the food drop-off services on Thursday, what are the time frames for the volunteers that you're looking for? Um, so the time frames is normally from 9.30 to 12, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 9.30 to 12 p.m. And you will sign up. Um, you can go to the website. You'll sign up. Um, you'll get a confirmation email to confirm. Then you'll go to the top box location. They'll put the food in your car. They'll give you a list of the people. And normally it's between five to 10 people, um, mm -hmm. depending uh, five to 10 people. You'll drive, you'll go to their house. You know, they'll know you come in. They'll be expecting you. You know, you knock on the door, you give them the food. And that's it. It's simple. You know, it's just, you know, the boop, boop, boop. And also, you know, it 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 is it builds community, right? You going to somebody's house that you bringing them food, you know, you you know, talking to them, networking it, it builds, you know, a different type of community that we we need to bring back to Chicago, I feel. You know, just the people, people one on one. Yes. Yes. And so I also know a few months ago, I saw your interview with Willie B from Willie B Presents. And yeah. one of the things you mentioned was you did not believe in code switching. And so for everyone who doesn't know, code switching is basically modifying your speech or behavior or appearance to kind of adapt and to fit in with others. And so why is that important for you? Uh, I feel like it's important because first off, like I'm, I'm from Chicago, right? I'm from the South side of Chicago. I'm from the Adam Wells project born and raised. Um, and I want to always be authentic to myself and I want to always present as who I am. Right. And I do that because I know that it's little girls from where I'm from who see, uh, me as a black woman. I look like them. I talk like them. I relate to them. And I'm also able to uh, get things done and um, be successful in myself, right? I feel like a lot of times we equate success with um, assimilation, right? And mm -hmm. to me, I don't feel the need to assimilate in order to be successful. I want to be successful as myself, yeah. right? And I also want other Black girls to see me and see me being successful as myself and know that they can be successful as themselves. Like they don't have to assimilate to a certain uh, way of talking. You don't have to assimilate to a certain type of way of dressing. You don't have to assimilate to a way of uh, being anything other than yourself. You know, I just, it's just, 
like when, when it comes to code switching, I feel like it's a form of stripping black people off of, of yourself, mm-hmm. of yourself. You know, it's, it's a, oh, if you have to be this way to be successful, or you got to do this in order for me to look at you. And it's like, no, if you're not hearing me how I am, if you're not seeing me for who I am, then I don't want to be in this space. Like it's not a space for me. And it's not a space that I'm comfortable in. You know, luckily, like even with me working for my black, my hood, my city, when I did, I came in like that. I was like, you know, I want to be in a space where I'm able to be comfortably myself. I'm able to bounce my own ideas off. I'm able to say how how I'm able to say what I want to say and I'm able to say it how I want to say it without feeling like it's wrong. Like it's a wrong way to talk or it's a wrong way to look. Or it's a wrong way to to just be, you know. And I feel like a lot of times in certain spaces, we can be very uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I want to walk yes. in every space and know that I deserve to be in any space that I'm in as myself. What would you say to women who are in those uncomfortable spaces, who feel like they do have to alter who they are and have to alter their appearance to fit in in order to be successful and to grow within these other companies? I would say to them um, to just kind of, because see, that's a, that's a tricky one, right? Because um, I would say to, to not, right? Because it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of times, even in those spaces, like you'll have like, I remember when I was working, like I was working in education, right? And I would have white uh, co-workers coming up to me. And like I said, even back then, I didn't believe in code switching, right? I would have white co-workers coming up to me, asking me just weird questions, like, but it was always like black questions, okay? right? Like they would never like have conversations with me as a person. They would have conversations to me with me as a black person. Right. And I feel as if um, regardless of whether you're trying to be assimilated or you're trying to be yourself, they're always going to feel like that. Right. Regardless, like you, you trying hard to be something that you're not is not going to make somebody look at you differently or make you make them more accepting of you It's going to make them even more curious to why are you acting that way mm-hmm. you know like I used to feel like even like with you know <laughs> cold switching and talking proper right because I know like my mama you know when our mamas get on the phone they got that little hi how are you you know like that okay the phone talk mm-hmm. the phone the talk phone right voice. and it's like yeah. white people know they know that that's not how you talk for real you know what I'm saying like they know when the the sound is off is I don't think it I feel like it's more of a us playing the role and and them being like oh okay they're playing i feel like well, i i've been accepted more for my authenticity mm-hmm. than than trying people. to play a role yeah yeah other people playing a role like people are more willing to be acceptive of me being myself than of me coming in dressed a certain way or talking like hey like, no, I don't talk like that. I talk like this and this is what I need to say. And this is how I'm going to say it, you know? So, I mean, I just recommend being yourself, you know, being yourself and being comfortable where you at. 
You know, so if you in a space where you're not comfortable where you at, then maybe you need to reassess your goals mm-hmm. and reassess what you're doing in life, you know, but you should always be comfortable where you at. Yes. And then working on find something that's going to make you comfortable. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And so I also know that recently you released a song titled Black Love. (laughs) I had the opportunity to watch the amazing video also. Can you give us some background about the song and then the video? Yes. So um, I love that song so much. So I actually released the song a while back. Um, The song has been out um, on all platforms. And I let my boss hear it and he loved it. He was just like, you know what? We got to do a video to this. You got to do it here. Like he said it. He was like, here, I, this is the person you talk to. Like y'all do it. And I was like, okay. You know, and that's another thing like about me loving the work that I do. Me loving the work that I do. When you love the work that you do, it makes space for what you love. Mm-hmm. Right. So me working for my blog, um, it makes space for me being an artist. It makes space for me. Um, making a video like it was it was he was just like yeah here okay yeah this the person here call him here talk to her she's dope she needs to do a video and i was just so like i was like oh okay it happened so quick just like that so once i was talking to him and i let him know like my ideas for the video and you know we were able to like get it shot and record it and we put it out and the response was very very great everybody loved it um, it's my ode to black men. I feel like it's just, it's not enough love out. Um, I feel like a lot of times when it comes to black men and women, it, it's, a uh, it's a tit for tat or it's a blame yeah, game. Like, oh, yeah, it's a conflict. It's like, you know, they, we have that blame game. Like, uh, it's your fault because it is, it's your fault because of that, you know? And I just wanted to, sh- like, I know some amazing black men. Um, I know some loving black men. I know some black men who are just, everything and I wanted to show my appreciation for them my appreciation for black men um and just the the aspect that we don't have to hate each other we don't have to be in competition with each other we work better when we work together when we work together and we play off each other and we know our strengths and we play off our strengths we just it just it it works you know it works better everything is more smooth and I just wanted to just, you know, just, just let them know I love them and, you know, all of the love and all of the work and that I'm grateful and I appreciate everything that I see them go through in this country. and Just even in this world, like I'm just grateful for everything and uh, I appreciate them. And so for our listeners, how are they able to go in to watch that video? So it is on YouTube. Um, it's under Nuni the Gypsy. Uh, the the is the like D A not T H E. So it's N U N Y D A G Y S P Y. I think I spelled that right. Yeah. So it's Nuni the Gypsy. Um, um, yeah. So it's on all platforms. The song and the video is on. Uh, it's on all of my uh, social media as well. So I think it's it's on my Facebook. It's on my Instagram. Uh, I don't really be on Twitter like that. I got one, but I don't okay. really be on there like that. But definitely um, on my Instagram, on YouTube, and on social media. I mean, Facebook. Facebook. Okay. So you are a mom. You're an artist. Yes. You're, at, you're an advocate. You have all of these things going on. Yes. How do you find balance? What do you do? What's your self-care? What does that um, look like? 
my self-care is um, I love myself first, right? And then everything else that I do in life is a reflection on of the love that I have for myself. Um, that's from my activism to my art. It's all an expression of love for myself, right? Like I do music because I love to do music. I am an activist and I work in a community because I love to do that. So to me, it's not really work. It's just me getting up and doing what I love every day. Like even being a mom, like I love being a mom. Like that's one of the one things in life that I've always was sure that I wanted to be as a mom. So I love being a mama. So to me, it's not work. I don't look at it as work, but I do, you know, get my time, right? I do like make sure not go get my little pedicures and my massage or just have my me time, I go out a lot. I like to go outside. I go out with my friends. I go party. Uh, like, I like to have fun. So I definitely believe in a strong balance of work hard, play hard. Like, so mm-hmm. for as hard as I work, I enjoy life that just as hard. <laughs> awesome. And then you gave a different outlook on things, too, when you mentioned that since you love everything that you're doing, you don't really look at it as work. So, yeah, that's good. I don't like I do. I love it. Like the the stuff I do from working with the youth to the seniors is stuff that I do. Like this is stuff that I've been doing. Like I just get up and do it. Um, now I just get paid to do it. Like I just get paid to do what I love to do, you know? So yeah, it's not really work to me. I just do it. Can you give our listeners how they can follow you, how they can get your music? Can you give us your handles? Yes. Yes. So, um, IG is Queen Hood Hippie. Um, everything else is Nooney the Gypsy. That's N-U-N-Y-D-A Gypsy. Um, and that's on all platforms. Um, I got titles, Spotify. I'm on Apple Music, iTunes, uh, YouTube. So all of my music is there. Um and all of my work is on Instagram and Facebook as well, you know. And I'm always looking to collab, so just hit me up, whether it's community work, whether it's music. You know, I'm always looking to collab with other people and other artists, meet new people, network. So, yep. Uh, Noonie was one of the first people we had to come on and perform for us. And so are you willing to perform for us again today? Yes, I am. I am. Okay, awesome. Well, we look forward to hearing what you're going to be performing. I know it's hard being a black man in America. Everywhere you go, they stare at you. I need you to understand. You a king, you a man They always trying to put you down I just want you around Might as well give you the crown (laughs) They locked you up in chains Even stripped away your name When it took over your land You stood strong like only you can Baby, I'm your biggest fan There's nothing better, baby, you the best And when you get tired, lay on my chest the world is yours, King, I got your back. The world is yours, King, I got your back. There's nothing better, baby, you the best. And when you get tired, lay on my chest. The world is yours, King, I got your back. 
So when it gets hard, just remember that. I see you working hard, baby. I appreciate you. Painting, reparation. I just want to motivate you. I'm forever celebration. In a place where they assume your fate. Try to fill you up with hate. Baby, you still great. And that's why they mad. You ain't need what they had. That's why you bay. I don't care what they say. I'ma love you anyway. There's nothing better, baby. You the best. And when you get tired, lay on my chest. The world is yours, king. I got your back. The world is yours, king. I got your back. There's nothing better, baby. You the best. And when you get tired, lay on my chest. The world is yours, king. I got your back. So when it gets hard, just remember that. Made in his image, I call you by your name. God, one and the same. Baby, let me feed you. Let me show you how I need you. Your skin is beautiful. Try and hear me though, but I'ma let the world know. Police still trying to shoot you, but you're bulletproof. Always on my mind, baby. I love your grind. That smile get me every time. There's nothing better, baby. You the best. And when you get tired, lay on my chest. The world is yours, King. I got your back. The world is yours, King. I got your back. There's nothing better, baby, you the best. And when you get tired, lay on my chest. The world is yours, King, I got your back. So when it gets hard, just remember that. Baby, I love you. You know, like, you're my motivation. You know, you push me to be the woman that I am. You inspire me to be greater. You know, I just want to let you know that I appreciate you for that. You know, I appreciate you for everything you do. Appreciate you for everything you are. You know your skin is beautiful. You're, you're just, you're just you, and I love that. You know. Thank you all for tuning in and joining Let's Talk Speak on it. And special thanks to our guest Nooni for joining us. If you can, please find ways to give back to your community. And as you're doing so, please be your authentic self.